Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider Crew. Well, hello everyone and welcome to episode 72 and we are back. And what I mean by back is not only is Manny, Damon, and Robert here, but we are back with our original equipment. Whew, it feels good to see these. Uh, microphones and everything back in order. Yeah, last week I felt like we were uh, trying to land the plane with duct tape and uh, glue. <laughs> Kudos to Robert, though, man. He was he was MacGyvering as much as he could to make that happen. But, uh, yeah, I really, really like seeing these Telefunken mics back again. I don't think we have much. We missed them until they were gone. Mm-hmm. But, that, but uh, last, last week we had computer problems. And uh, because we do this on video... It wasn't simply as a soundboard. We had to be able to run it through and capture the video. And Robert MacGyvered it, but the sound wasn't up to our normal level. And Lord knows he ran it through so many processors trying to make it as good yeah, as I don't possible. know. I, yeah, I kind of liked your voice. It was a little Including bit different. AI. We used <laughs> AI to help smooth out some of that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's one of the ways that uh, AI will help is you oh. can put audio through uh, a program and it comes out sounding way more like a podcast Straight from the that, camera microphone. Do you think we can like call in sick and just tell Laura that AI is, <laughs> AI is going to do our jobs for us? <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> no, we can't. All right, a little housekeeping. If you're uh, enjoying this episode, be sure to remember to uh, hit that like button, uh, comment, because we always love seeing your comments. And, of course, we talked about how we surpassed uh, 75,000 subscribers on YouTube uh, recently. I think we're now up to about 76, so well on our way to 100K. So each and every one of you that are listening – you can make a difference just by hitting that subscribe button. So, um, if, not only is the equipment back, but I'm back. I can't believe uh, I haven't been in here for, what, it was like 13 days or something yeah, like that? And I'm back too. And you're back. And it's been so, weird. Yeah. And, uh, oh, more importantly, the pods from Parade are back. Say, as soon as we're done <laughs> this, we have three pods are waiting to be unloaded. Yeah. yeah. Vu, Vu arrived, we opened the door, and he popped out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um Let's talk about uh, what you did last week, Manny. I think you went to uh, one of my favorite places, which is the Air and Space Museum. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't remember the, the name. It's like Udvar. Udvar Hazy. Hazy. Okay. Udvar Hazy. So for uh, for the listeners, if you're ever uh, in Dulles, the airport, Dulles Airport, uh, IAD, if you're ever there uh, for a long layover, at least uh, like three hours, um, you owe it to yourself to uh, get an Uber and just go over to the museum, which is literally next door to the um, yep. to the airport. Like, uh, and that's how they brought all these cool planes in, because they have a runway uh, that connects to uh, the main runway. Um, but, yeah, the region had a great uh, tour. Um, I'm going to say about maybe uh, 40 cars. Oh, nice. Yeah, we had like three groups, I think. And uh, Did the museum know that you were coming? Were they expecting you, or no, did you just kind of show up? I don't up think as, so. Okay. I mean, it's a huge it's museum. It's a huge place. Yeah, we found the little corner in the parking lot where we could park, and no one... Uh, would walk that far to park their car. Um, but I was surprised how many people who live in the area had never been to that museum. Yeah. I mean, we take it for granted. We have so many museums, the Smithsonian, and uh, a lot of them are free. But we really only go there. Yeah, and, and, and their exhibits change all the time, right? But we only go there when someone comes into town. Like uh, I still got to go to the Holocaust Museum. Oh, never yeah. Been there. And uh, Megan was listening to other museums she went to that I hadn't even heard of that are yeah. in Washington. But the uh, air and space next to Dulles is cool because uh, the last time I went there, when it just opened, and they had the space shuttle, but they didn't—you couldn't walk around it. You just saw mm-hmm. the nodes of it. So this time they have the whole wing. So that, that thing is pretty big. And this is not to be confused with the Air and Space Museum that's actually next mall. to the, next to yeah. the mall, which is that is very cool, but much smaller. Um, that's like the original one. I think it's uh, when we drove through there with. Uh, uh, Mr. Fabig, I think it was like it under construction, like so I don't even know if it's even open right now. But the one at Dulles, if you had to choose between the two, I definitely would go to the Dulles one. And I think they also have every aircraft engine at Dulles on display, which is cool. Hmm, yeah. Wow. yeah. So the, they had the bot stealth bomber, the, um, the uh, Enola Gay. Yep. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And then I had a two and a half hour ride home and. Miserable <laughs> DC Northern traffic. Virginia traffic on a 40, Sunday afternoon. <laughs> 50 miles, two and a half hours or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, the only downside is yes. it's it's uh, it's kind of a haul, especially with traffic. Now, Damon, you recently got a new-to-you car. 
Because the whole sort of, uh, I haven't bought it thing. yet. You know, um, I saw you drive it yesterday. Does I drove. That... It's basically mine, or, or so. I'm buying it from my girlfriend. So okay, she's. Okay. Did she's, you negotiate? Uh, did you get her down on the price? No, I didn't. So, so, so <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. I'll back up a little man. bit. So the reason I missed last week was, um, uh, so for those of you who don't know, I hit a deer in May in my Golf TDI six speed manual. Love that car. Uh, they ended up totaling it. My insurance company. And I, I thought I would have to fight tooth and nail to get the price that I wanted for it, which would have been $14,000. Yeah. Thought it was probably worth maybe a little more, but I'd be happy with that. So I was preparing for them to. Oh, I didn't notice that blood splatter. Yeah. That was yeah on the, the, that's, that's the deer did not survive. That, that deer. That would have been awesome. They would have just left that there. You could have driven around. Oh, that's yeah, terrible. Yeah. So for those who haven't, uh, are looking at the, uh, YouTube video or are not watching the YouTube video, the whole front right of the car is crunched in and. There was a whole bunch of stuff wrong with it, about $12,000 in damage. If you play back our podcast, you, remi- you remember me saying that that car is probably totaled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked it, but I mean, the first uh, estimate the was like 6000 didn't go out, though. No, Doesn't they matter. didn't. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The amount of parts that car needs yep. and the labor involved to put it together, I could just tell that's done. Yeah, and honestly, so- I told you, even if they said they could fix it, probably shouldn't. You probably yeah. shouldn't, because I think Manny was talking about like a car that... Like one of his companies had where it caught on fire and they eventually fixed it, but was never right. And insurance, yeah. insurance company said, next time, just let it burn. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I, I, you know, got rid of the MR2 when I got rear-ended in it because yeah. I thought, you know, if this is my daily driver, an MR2 that's repaired wrong is going to rust, you know, in like no yeah. time at all. Yeah. But basically the insurance company um, surprised me and actually paid more. And I'll just say it because it's car value. 14693 for my Golf. And you've had that and car it, how many years? Uh, since 2017, brand new, and the MSRP was 185 I know, roughly. right? So you drove that car for like four grand? Yeah. Five so, grand? I mean, a little more because, yeah. of course, they get you for the maintenance plan and all that, which I should have said no to. So it was more like 20 or something oh, okay, like that. Okay. But still, still, not bad. So my girlfriend has a, uh, a 2015 Mazda 3, mm-hmm. six-speed manual, mm-hmm. and um, she's looking to move up into a... Uh, a newer, lower mileage car, you know, for her daily driver. She does a lot of driving. And, uh, so I'm going to buy her Mazda 3. Oh, that's cool. Same man. year, same so sort of car, or- 6,000 bucks. Original owner? Uh, not the original owner. She's had it since 70,000 miles, but she's taken good care of it. She's replaced the clutch in about like 10,000 miles ago. Shape. It's in good shape, you it's know. A 15. It's a daily driver. It's a so. 15, so it's a, to me, that's a yeah. quite a new car. It's like a yep. whole generation for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's the same year as the TDI, so yeah. I'll have that, and then I'll have money left over, and guess where that's going. And you're already spending it, because I saw you looking at suspension parts for the well, car. Well, it needs new shocks and springs. <laughs> Your daily driver. Uh-huh. <laughs> the funny thing, he's not even like in club racing yet. He's already down the slippery floor. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, it's nice, because I'll be able to get those control arms or limited subdifferential or something for the Porsche. Well, so. um. I'm glad it went that direction. Yeah, I think it'll be better for you in me the too. long run. And um, so, yep. oh, and they also let me take. I put Porsche brakes onto the car and GTI wheels, and I asked the insurance company in the in the yard. They said, "Yeah, come and pull them." As long as you put the originals back on. As long as I put the originals back yeah, on. We did. We so. did that with uh, when Loana she had a, um, a a Civic EX that we had done up with tons of aftermarket stuff. This was like just after college. Mm. And someone rear-ended her and destroyed the car. The car went mm. from Concord, no dents and dings, to a dent in every panel of the car, uh. including the roof. Wow. And I was like, oh, obviously wasn't getting the car back. So I asked if I could put everything back together. So I went in, did I basically did the suspension twice, did the wheels twice, <laughs> did the brakes twice, did the intakes twice, and took everything out of the car. Uh, but they said, as long as you put the original stuff back in, you're good to go. You're good. Yeah, yeah. you can sell it for, for whatever. So I'm, I'm a happy camper. So I wasn't here last week because I was on what I would say is Loanne's bucket list Le Mans trip. Like this was really going to Le Mans for her. Yeah. Uh, going to England and going to Wimbledon. And so wow. she's, this is a, a big uh, birthday uh, year for her. So she's got, she's been wanting to do this. And you know, the I, screen is not a PCA Concord. <laughs> so. <laughs> So this was my commitment to go on a trip that I had z- basically zero input on. And I just want her to plan what she wanted to do for Wimbledon. I've- Did you steal the Wimbledon trophies? <laughs> so so <laughs> she suggested Goodwood? So, yeah, so, so, right. so I'm, I'm, I'm getting to that. So, um, you know, Wimbledon is just like we were talking about how, you know, the museums here and as locals, we don't go. Like Wimbledon is obviously a very big thing and a lot of people... 
in England uh, and London don't actually get to go to Wimbledon. So it's it is a mm. big deal to go, and it's always sold out. And so it's kind of well, like you've never gone to a Ravens game, even though they're thirty um, minutes. Away. I went to that big celebration when they <laughs> won the Super Bowl. Hey, hello, Ravens <laughs> roost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so she did all the research. To, and it's hard to get tickets, and but she planned it all. And I, I really had no thoughts of doing anything car related. Maybe possibly visiting our friends at Porsche Club Great Britain, um, and that was like my, you know, maybe. And so it turns out, turns out, you know, Wimbledon is two weeks. And at the tail end of Wimbledon, it coincides with Goodwood. So uh, I'm just, if you, if you allow me, uh, I just want to thank a few people. So Nick Taylor, Simon Spoon from Porsche Club Great Britain, uh, Lee Wilford from Porsche Cars Great Britain, Ruth Coleman, Porsche Cars Great Britain, and of course, our buddy Paul Greger uh, from PAG, uh, Porsche Clubs Worldwide. They heard I was going to be in town and they said, we might be able to get you in. And that might turn into something pretty amazing. And as, as any of you that have followed Goodwood this year, like they weren't lucky in terms of rain. Let me pause right there, though. Go back to Wimbledon. So Loen, Loen got two center court seats and I didn't really understand what that meant. I just thought that was just like seats in the center of the court of a particular game. I didn't realize it was like the major court. Um, Please tell me you wore your pickleball shirt one day. <laughs> I didn't dare. I didn't dare. Um, but I re- I knew those seats. That's like getting to go to Lamont and getting a pit pass. Like mm-hmm. that's how I equate it. So uh, we she had her friend um, Evelyn, who's you know from from uh, from here a big tennis fan as well, go with us. And I'm like, look, you guys are obviously going to enjoy center court seats. It's much more than I would. But Lauren still wanted me to have the experience. And the my experience was to do what's called the queue. Have you, do you know what that means? Like to queue? Yeah, the line. To oh, line. To queue. Yeah, to queue. To queue in line. I got to say, people in London are incredibly patient and queuing for things, not only for Wimbledon, but and they don't have handguns. That makes it even more impressive. <laughs> they they were so like patient. So here we are on on Monday. We go to Wimbledon. There's a field. Um, I think it's Earl's Earl's Park or something like that. We get in line at eight o'clock in the morning, and the ticket that so there's a there's a person walking around literally with a flag that says Q. <laughs> And uh, not the letter Q. No, it was the letter Q. It was the letter Q. But it means something different there, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) not going to get political. Uh, Anyways, so you go to the you go to the person holding the flag, and they give you your ticket for your chance to get into the grounds. (laughs) Eight o'clock in the morning, we're there. Thankfully, it was a beautiful day, huge field, and as you saw, those of you that are watching on YouTube, people are dressed nicely. Um, I, we got ticket. Five. Is, is there, is there a, um, attire you have to wear? Do you have a dress no, code? No, I mean, I think it's just an understood dress code. Like people, I would say are dressed in just slightly below business casual. Like there, there are people that are in jeans and shirts, but everyone's just dressed night nicely. No one's like in tank tops and even for center court. Uh, for center court, everyone's dressed pretty nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, so, so we're in this park. I get ticket 5,800 and da, 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 da. Like that's how many people are there at, at eight in the morning. And so. Did they have to line up in order? Yeah. You in line in, in order. Oh, so they're oh, walking down the line, handing you tickets. Handing and, you tickets. And you have to be there in order to ticket. And you can't say, can I have an extra one? Cause my buddy's parking the car. Like you have to be there or they won't give you a ticket. And everybody understands this. Everybody stands in line. They tell you that you can't bring a chair guess what maybe two people and i could see like these older people they brought like a little collapsible chair but you can't bring chairs people brought tiny blankets because i can't you can't really bring big stuff in and everybody was okay with it they were like popping champagne there was a couple of food trucks and i'm just looking around going man this is very orderly but this definitely wouldn't work (laughs) nobody brought brought their personal easy up no, no, no. Well, I, I take that back. So at the very front of the line, there were people queuing in for the next day. And those wow. people, the people, I think like maybe the first hundred or so, uh, they actually get 
tickets to, they have a chance to get tickets to go to Senate court. So those people stay overnight. Mm-hmm. And I think they work it out where when they go in, all of their tent stuff, they have like a locker that you can rent and throw that stuff in there. Um, so that was really cool. And I and, and to, to give you a further illustration of how patient it is, so we were downtown London checking out all the touristy sites, right? You know how many times I heard a horn honk? I can count it on my hand. Manny, you would not be able to survive there. Like all this gridlock traffic. And I probably heard horns maybe four times. And it was probably because a tourist <laughs> walked in front of a car or something. How do you tell someone you're about to hit me? They just don't. They just don't. It's just very, it's very orderly. It's so cool. Uh, same thing when we were in the uh, underground. So I was, what, 13 days out there and maybe actually the whole trip. I didn't drive. The whole trip I didn't drive. Wow. We took the underground everywhere. We took the rail everywhere. Um, tap in, tap out. That's a thing. So uh, everything is with your credit card and you tap a little thing just like if you buy Starbucks and you go in and you get everywhere you need to go. Sure. It was really cool. Um, so fast forward through through that, and uh, Goodwood was. Did, did you at, at, uh, did you try to push it because you were there during the um, the British Grand Prix at Silverstone? I know, I know. <laughs> I yeah. And since she was going to, she was really there with Evelyn. You were just you were just. I was third wheel. I was third wheeling big time. Um, I looked on the map and Silverstone, I think, was like two and a half hours away. Yes, I, and I know. thought, I wonder if you could look for a train. No, I, I, to Silverstone. I, I was, I kept my promise. Like it really, I didn't want to, cha- you know, mess up her plans. <laughs> and we got to see, you know, Bucking, Buckingham Palace. Uh, we got to see all the cool stuff. But, um, for those of you, you know, London Bridge? What do you think of London Bridge? What do you think I of? thought they sold the original one somewhere actually in the United States. So, uh, that's true. That's true. Like Arizona or yeah, something like that? Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, you, you as a kid, you just sing about London Bridge and everything like that. London Bridge is that the one where I'm gonna London Bridge? Yeah, yeah, but is that the one with the uh, Big Ben behind or something? So or? Big Ben is near there. Near so there, I get, okay. I did get to see Big Ben, but the disappointing thing is Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge is what you think London Bridge should be. It's huge. It's ornate. It's like we're all like it's beautiful, right? And London Bridge looks like it was made in the seventies, and it's just <laughs> so plain. And because I guess they had to repair it, London Bridge is not what you think it is. Tower Bridge <laughs> is what you think of. It actually fell down, maybe. Right? Like, some point, they right? took it down. <laughs> or they took it down. down. And uh, Westminster Abbey. Is that the first time you've been to London? So I've been to Heathrow well, many that times. Count. But I've never left the airport. <laughs> I've been to Heathrow too. I ate at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. And there. I gotta say, this this was it was really a cool vacation. I gotta give, give props to uh, my wife for putting all this to, together. And she has friends that live there. Um, and uh, Letitia and Harj, I'm gonna give them a shout out. They hosted us and gave us all the ins and outs of going to London. And, it was it was awesome. If you haven't done London, do it, and you're not going to regret. Or it. England in general, England's a oh, England country. in general. There's yeah. And, yeah, and to see things that were built so much mm-hmm. older than things like DC. When we see our buildings, we think it's pretty old. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> and that's nothing compared to. England. It's funny uh, when I was um, out there and driving around some of the back roads to get to Goodwood um, yeah. last year. You know, you get this feeling that the roads you're driving on were yeah. around a thousand years ago. Yeah. In like Game of Thrones status or something. That, that, you that, know? That's the thing. So <laughs> so to, to get on to the car topic in yeah. England, um, obviously the driver is on the right side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but your gauges are still in mile an hour. So that's kind of cool. Now, in my K truck, which is from Japan, the when you sit on the, the, the right side to drive, my... Um, turn signals are on the right side. Guess where it is in England? It's actually on the left side. Is it still on the left side? It's still on the left side, even though you're sitting on the right side. So I wasn't driving, but I was watching Harz drive. And I'm like, man, okay, I got to figure all this out. And I was, and, and again, they're so thoughtful because they know that many of us, uh, from other places come over. They have signs everywhere that they go, you know, always look left or always look right when you're crossing the street because we tend to look the wrong direction. Um, and they have instructions for everything. (laughs) Getting on the train. You know what mind the gap means? That's, you know, fall between the, uh, train and the platform. Yeah. Mind the gap. Um, so I have all these recorded voice that does that. I have all these isms, uh, but the roads are super tight. Like I, oh, yeah. 
I mean, a 911 is really a big car mm-hmm. in London and around England. Um, I wouldn't own a car with wheels that are larger than 18 inches and with, you know, a significant sidewall because you kind of have to go up on curbs like all the time. Yeah. Uh, when there's many a times when you're on a, uh, a street where you've got to like pull off and get on the curb so that the other car can pass by and you then you kind of bounce down on the curb. Like that's a normal thing. Yeah. So yeah, having a nice car there is kind of tough. I think if you live out further in the burbs, yeah. uh, maybe that's better, but the roads even out in the burbs are yeah. like countryside. Super thin. Super, so if you're yeah. going by, they've got hedges on one side or both sides really. And so if you have somebody who isn't minding their lane coming right. in your direction, right. like you, ha- I mean, it's- so my golf, that I rented, yeah, it definitely had some scratches from just the hedges, the hedges on the side yeah. because I'm, I'm trying to like, oh my god, there's a Bentley coming straight at me. Yeah, yeah, you know? and, and they're <laughs> used to it, so they, you know, um, in, in the city, you're not everyone everywhere you go, you're driving at like 30 miles an hour. Like yeah. it's not. It wasn't too bad. In the it city. wasn't too bad. But once yeah. you go out, people are on these little back roads. Mm-hmm. They're flying, and they are very confident at doing a flyby mm-hmm. with like inches between you. And if you're yeah. not used to it, you're like, whoa. So makes you think about the super, you know, all those videos that are filmed out there for YouTube and, you know, all the supercars that are super wide. Yeah. I don't know how they do it and have fun driving on those roads knowing that around the corner, yeah, somebody might be in their lane, but your car is so, yeah, it's interesting out there. So fast forward to Goodwood and uh, it started actually on Thursday night. Believe it or not, um, Lee and the, the crew got me an invitation to... Uh, the Duke of Richmond's dinner on Thursday night, which was quite amazing. I had to go and rent a tux, and that was such an ordeal. But the Duke it, of Richmond is the guy whose driveway or you're driving up and down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the story is the whole Goodwood. That's not the Duke of Richmond. That's, <laughs> That's the Duke of Clarksville. Yeah, if you're, looking, if you're looking on YouTube right now, there's a picture of Vu and the Tux. And uh, yeah, that's the Duke of Clarksville. Yeah. You said you had to rent that tux. Yes. Why? What are you saying? No, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> he's, I know he's got some smart comment. I know, right? I thought yeah. you might have owned the tux. Yeah. Well, I do, but the tux that I own is a size too small. <laughs> <laughs> like really, I, cut, yeah, I, I knew I my coffee before you said that. <laughs> hush, hush. Hey, wedding day was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, Louise is the same size though. She is. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I know. So um, it's a kind of a who's who dinner. Uh, and it was the um, that night what they do is they introduce the installation. Is that Lee Newton? That's not Lee Newton. It is Lee Newton. Yeah, yeah, that wow. is Lee Newton. No kidding. I'm jumping out. You're jumping ahead. So anyways, um, the installation, those of you may have seen it, the Porsche, you know, the sort of like a, all the cars that are kind of flying in different directions. Now, that installation, those cars that you see up there are the actual cars. It's not replicas. It's not like a, um, a, a vehicle that has been lightened for that structure. Those are real cars from the museum. And the Duke of Richmond um, commissions uh, this gentleman, last name Jonah, I believe, uh, he does this every year. And if it looks familiar to you, um, he's the one that also did the structure that is in front of the Porsche Museum. And he, I, I believe the story for this one is uh, December, you know, dinner. He has some sort of thing in mind. He sketches it out. He works with engineers. And they that is all made out of metal. That is all metal, all assembled and craned up and balanced on this base. And that is a temporary structure that will go. That's already probably already down by now. And then all that material is uh, recycled for the next installation. Now, Damon, is- I want you to look at that. So next time we're thinking about asking the museum to borrow one of their cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> all we have to say is, and hey, at least we're not hanging it in midair. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the pole shoved up its side. Isn't that crazy? Like- so if you're wondering how those cars are actually attached to the structure, beneath of the car is almost like a uh, four-point uh, car pad. So the, the cars drive up on that car pad, and the, the, the wheel there's a strap around each wheel. And that's okay. it. Like nothing wow. is actually bolted to the car. The, the tires and the wheels are strapped to the installation, including the one that's upside down. Now, everything yeah. is, all the cars there are actual cars except for the 963 
that one is a mock-up car. But um, yeah, it was. I like the uh, what is that nine six two or nine five six? I think it's a nine five six. Nine five six. So nine five six. It's a uh, it's upside down, and you know uh, all those we have an upside down nine five six in our office. Right. I believe the museum did for a while because yeah. you could theoretically still, still, still drive there. upside yeah, still down. There. And actually, one of um one of uh, our friends who was with us, you know, said, "Well, how come that car is upside down? That looks weird." And I explained to him, yeah. "That's the that's downforce. The, the downforce of that car yeah. is so strong that driving at speed, you literally could turn it upside down. It would still stick to the it would stick to the ceiling." Yep. So, um, so that was a beautiful evening on Thursday night, and then we came around to what kind uh, of food did he serve? It'd be like that. Gosh, I was talking with um, so many people. And I mean, did you go out for a fourth meal after that? No, because it, we 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 actually didn't finish up until like midnight, and by the time I got to the um, hotel, and I knew that Paul was going to be. Uh, picking us up at like 6 a.m. the next morning. Mm. So yeah, there was no fourth meal. And honestly, I don't, everything closes early in, in London or England. Um, let's see. So, oh, that night at the table, it was, you know, it was good food, but it was really the people that I was around. I got to meet, um, the gentleman that's head of motorsports, uh, of Germany. So, um, that was cool. I got to meet the driver, Adam Smalley. So Adam Smalley was driving that cup car. If you're, uh, on our Instagram and you saw all the different cars. So he was driving the cup car. He was actually that night we were kind of celebrating because he was FTD as of Friday. Um, fr- <sighs> I'm sorry, Thursday night. Right. And, uh, and then on Sunday he finished uh, fourth overall, which is significant oh, nice. because if you look at the, but if you look at the cars that are above him, like that, I mean, they're a different level, like yeah. horsepower and kind of like, so you got to think cars. what is the, reward for going up that hill the fastest because i know that there was a very very valuable yes we'll talk about that a little bit later because we have some video now okay the thing is so you know people laugh at us not laugh at us but some people sit you know say that an autocross isn't enough driving (laughs) and like uh doing you know and i get it going to de days or doing lapping days you get more driving time but keep this in mind i didn't really understand this but Goodwood, they're driving up a hill, and their run times are like a minute. Yeah, and they only do it twice yeah. a day. You got to learn that fast. You got to learn that so fast. And they don't autocross out there all that much, I don't think. Um, do I think, they? I don't know. I've heard that uh, in Europe and probably England, it's more track day. I, I think so because they don't have land. I mean, they don't have places to do autocrosses. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. Autocrosses Maybe you should enter. A, You're uh, you got more experience than they do, probably. Yeah, so autocrosses don't have a uh, brick wall. Yeah, and hay bales and, and hay bales, can, yeah. <laughs> and it's intimidating. And I was talking to Adam. I was like, so Adam, Adam drives in the Super Cup or the Carrera Cup, and he was talking about how you. Unlike lapping days where you can go a couple of times and kind of figure out your line, figure out how the car handles. And uh, he says with Goodwood, it's like you set your car up, you hope that it's right, and then you drive it. And you drive it, you run up, run it up the hill, hopefully eight times. I said, so do you make corrections to the car, you know, after you drive? And he actually says no, because um, it's so quick and... It's better that he adjusts to the car mm-hmm. than the car adjusts to him because he's because he wants to be able to predict how the car is doing and he's worried that if you do any kind of changes to the car and he doesn't predict it as Manny said, the consequences are quite severe. Yeah, I was if, like, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, if I if I have a for autocross, if my car feels good but I'm not getting a, a great time, I tend to just focus on my driving rather than. Yeah. But if I have a, a good time and the car felt good, I might you know. Just something, but yeah. I mean, you can always find more time as a driver. Yeah, so. exactly. And then, and he was super nice. And actually, he's looking forward to maybe um, either jumping on a call with us and describing what's it like to drive uh, at Goodwood, or maybe come I'm over. Talk to the GT one driver. Oh yeah. gosh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Yeah. Um, so then, I I was able to attend just on Friday. I didn't want to take the whole weekend away from Loyan. So, oh, so Friday, such a good husband. I am. Why don't you tell him what happened on Saturday? So, <laughs> <laughs> so so I didn't know this was going to happen on Saturday, but on Friday it was somebody's phone. Uh huh. We said talk about it's it's on vibrate. <laughs> it's on the table. <laughs> so. So Saturday, uh, Friday, it was, you know, at times torrential rain, but I've got to say 
it was still an amazing experience. The The property at Goodwood is huge. And if if someone wants to ask me how to describe it, I would say imagine Monterey Car Week was one event because it had the Porsche part, which would be Works Reunion. And then they had the Pebble Beach part of it, right? And then they had the track part of it or the you know, running up the hill. And then they had a rally part of it. But this is all on one property. Yeah. That's why I love this. It's my uh, favorite event that i've been to probably the past five or ten years if you've if you've thought about maybe adding it to your bucket list i would say it absolutely is a bucket list event but i will caveat and say if you are a porsche enthusiast and looking to going to the ultimate porsche event that is not it because it's because it's multi-make and uh, i think maybe if if i'm not mistaken damon we see porsches all the time so when we go to an event and we see other cars it's kind of cool yeah that we can you know en- enjoy some of that too and see mm-hmm. how people in, in those worlds kind of live and there there were a lot of um supercars hypercars there mm-hmm. were um yeah and, and i guess because of the location european manufacturers dumped a lot of money into this event but having said all that you need to be sort of british to truly enjoy it because you queue for everything you queue to go over the bridge you queue to go get food and there's you know 30 40 000 people normally and the infrastructure of that property is still like the 1800s the roads and the yeah. number of access and it's, so it's it hasn't been upgraded really to accommodate all this traffic but you know what everyone is okay with it and so you know, no one really loses a gasket and you just know you've got to wait. Like I think on Thursday, the last two miles to get into the place was like a two hour wait. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so people that go regularly, they understand that and they just adjust to it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then, you know, like lots of uh, social media stuff that I've captured for you and for Bog. So for those of you that are listening, make sure you watch on our, our reels on Facebook and on Instagram, and uh, you'll catch some of the scenes there. And then Saturday was unfortunately, uh, um, it wasn't the rain that, that canceled Goodwood. It was actually uh, gale force winds, like 50, 60 mile an hour winds, and... When I was there on Friday, I could tell like some of the, you know, when you go to events, you have banners, you have these poles or whatever that are put up and they were just worried about the safety of um, all the people. The sad part of it is unfortunately, like unlike buying a ticket that gets you to the event on any of the days, you have to buy day specific tickets. Mm-hmm. So everyone that bought a ticket just for Saturday they couldn't go to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, and if they didn't go to Friday or if they didn't go to Thursday, Oh, oh man, I feel so bad for the event organized on that part of it because no one wants to be put in that to position, that yeah. position. Um, but I think they had decent weather on, um, on Sunday to kind of finish it all out. And, uh, this is where we can, I, I think, talk about, um, you know, it's the, the condition of the surface probably was still not perfect yet. And unfortunately, one of our favorite cars, mm-hmm. the, uh, the GT1, Went up the hill, and I'll let Manny uh, share what happened. Oh, I think he ran out of talent early on and hit the hit the. Uh, <laughs> hey, why don't you say me? it a little bit nicer? He didn't was run out of talent. Was that a GT one ninety eight? Or was that no? I, I think it was. Oh, no, no, what would have been a ninety eight? Because it was the Lamar winning cars. So that's the mobile okay, one yeah, yeah. livery. Mobile oh, one livery number twenty six car. And what Adam shared with me at dinner, he says the road, uh, the, the road that they go up is crowned differently. It's not perfectly flat. And if you're not familiar with it, or if there's something that causes, you know, um, different traction that you're not expecting, that there are turns that even the most seasoned drivers can end up into a wall. And I'm like, ooh, that's, uh, fortunately it was a hay bale for that car. But it looked like it, it lost still looked its, terrible. Uh, lost, it lost its tail rear end or and something. Lost the rear engine cover and yeah. oh yeah, it was bad. Um, before we go on to the next thing, I wanted to share and say thank you to Simon and to Nick. Manny, you're totally gonna be jealous about this. Check this out. So they heard that I was a 118 scale oh. collector, and uh, <clears throat> look at this. You have your 356 now. So yeah, and so they have a model, Robert. If you can actually bring up the picture of nope, not that one, Robert. So that car is the um, 356 that belongs to the club. And they call that, I think they call it Robin Hood. 
So they made they went to Spark and made I think it's sixty or something like that. Um, it's a limited number. Yeah. Anyways, one of eight. No, that's one eighteen. Yeah, scale. I think they made sixty copies or something like that. Yeah. And so they gave me one for my collection. So I thought that was very yeah, cool. Super cool. And um, so why does PCA only have a one forty third version of the Club Coupe? Well, well, why you? Well, you know, now Nick, Nick, and uh, and Simon also knew that Manny collects one forty third. So you get your oh, own. Oh, my I mini me. He, he was a little bit, a little bit sad. Do you see how he just deflected your question? Yeah, right there. <laughs> give you a gift. Well, thank you, Porsche Glove Great Britain. Where's mine? Right? This will be the just I don't collect, you don't, you stuff, don't collect so. cars. So they, yeah. I was going to say that after what Boggs did to his model. Yeah. And oh right, yeah, he took it apart. Right and started playing no, with he it. didn't take it apart. He ripped the box. Yeah, oh. <laughs> we were looking so, in horror. So That's Manny, make cool. sure you thank Nick and Simon. They knew you collect one forty third. Yeah, so they I'll wanted to take a picture that. of it in my collection and send it to them. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very awesome. I'm very, uh, I'm kind of jealous because this is very nice packaging. We it is very it. nice. PCA didn't have this. Yeah. So now, now we have a relationship with Spark too, so we can. For future projects, sweet, yeah. yeah, very cool. Um, some couple of videos have come out since since uh, we last were together, and uh, maybe we'll hit on those. Yeah, tech art that was. Um, oh, the flyweight. Yeah, the flyweight. If you can't uh, get an allocation for a GT3 RS, why not buy a Turbo S and then make it into a GT3 RS kind <laughs> the of sad, car? The sad part is you probably can't get an allocation for a flyweight either. I think. Oh yeah, because they were like probably halfway sold out when we filmed it. Right? Yeah, maybe you, so. can, you maybe you still can, but I think there's only like 19 that were going to be built, and this thing is a monster. 800 yeah. horsepower. It's, uh, they take a Turbo S and just you know. If if you wanted to for someone who's not shy, not shy, definitely it's something <laughs> you that... have to be very extroverted. So he, here's my take on it. So tech art makes great things. It's not really my style. However, this car being so track focused and built how it is, that is right up my alley. Actually, yeah, exactly. that would I would if I had a Turbo S, I would strongly consider a flyweight. I probably just wouldn't do the you know the, the graphics, graphics and the and paint like job. That, yeah. You know, because that thing, I mean, they've done the testing um, for the aero and on track. And, you know, they put a lot of, I mean, what is it, 132 pounds or so lighter yeah, than the Turbo S. I mean, S. What, basically what they've done is w- what a track junkie, if they had the opportunity to modify their yeah. Turbo S and do everything to make it lightweight, handle better, get rid of mm-hmm. all the bits and pieces that aren't really necessary. You keep a little bit of, um, you keep a little bit of the uh, creature comforts, but... You know, it is streetable, but if you watch the video, you can tell it is a it is a track car. It's but do they? Yeah, I look at that. To me, if you're a track junkie and you're not you're not driving a cup car, you're going to get the Montai kit. Yeah, because it doesn't have all the uh, pretty stuff, but it's pure performance. Yeah, but Uh, that looks like the car where you have a Turbo S and your buddy has one, and you want something different. Absolutely, and you get this. And you know, in the last couple of years, you hear this this word a lot, and I'm not even sure where it came from. Please and don't say bespoke. I exactly. Oh my god! I where, refuse where, to write bespoke. I, I never think I write. I will not put you that word. People overuse that, but where did my that toilet come from? paper is bespoke? Yeah. <laughs> bespoke toilet paper, <laughs> especially but, made just for but me. But I, I think that's what you're getting at, Manny. Is like if you and a buddy have turbo S's and you want to take it to that next level. This is the. Quote, I mean, quote, that's quote, that's quote. why exclusives has gotten so big because sure. they realized the tech arts of the world uh, were obviously generating a lot of revenue because mm-hmm. people wanted an individual car. What what all the phone calls we get here at PCA? How often do we get the? How many did they make of this particular yeah. color, this particular interior, so on and so forth? Um, so they really have found a niche, I think, for someone who doesn't want what may consider a boring turbo s to us it would be like oh my god this right. is like the ultimate but now you want to step it up you yeah know, so i should have asked maybe we can ask um uh, kevin or, or somebody at tech Art at some point so there are only i think 19 flyweight that will be built yeah. that will be built mm-hmm. but um they have a new flyweight division and it sounds like the rear lexan or you know uh Bruce you can Dex, get you, you can, can get, get the parts get, yeah so you could build your own and just wouldn't be technically a flyweight official yeah car so I think that's right yeah, yeah i mean like all that stuff that cool track it's, mods. it's it's crazy and so kevin kevin i believe not only works for tech art but i believe he's also one of those hired drivers <laughs> <laughs> the man can drive oh yeah he was very comfortable with that car 
And, uh, I, you know, he offered for me to drive it. I'm like, you know what? Let me record the video and why don't you drive it? And that thing is just. Did you see where they got the name Flyweight? Uh, you know, I didn't ask. I didn't that's ask. A, to me, I think of a boxing class. Yeah. Flyweight's like the lightest oh, yeah, weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it is. Versus heavyweight yeah. being obviously. Well, I mean, I think it's, side. it's counter to what, when you think of, a turbo S you normally think of a heavyweight. Mm -hmm. So maybe that is, is, you know, they made, they took a heavyweight and made it into the fly, flyweight division. Yeah. Um, we also, you drove kind of on the opposite end in terms of power. You drove a 356C. A double digit horsepower. Double digit horsepower. <laughs> Proving you but can, the, you but can the have fun factor, the fun factor was still. Oh yeah. I mean, really good. there's no, uh, no safety features. It's, uh, makes glorious sound with the top down was, uh, and it was the last day Bob was going to have it. It was shipping out that same day to a new customer. Oh, wow. So hopefully the new customer got to see the video and is having fun with the car as well because it was uh, turnkey, ready to go. Very yeah, cool. People seem to to have enjoyed, um, I think they have roughly the same amount of views, yours and mine, only mine's been online for, what, six months, yeah. seven months? So. <laughs> I've tried to make hide or hair of some of these reviews yeah. to understand what people like, and I haven't yeah. been able to make, yeah, the, um, make sense. Along those lines, too, is, you know, People talk about our behind the scenes or getting into the factories to look at stuff. We recently released the KW suspension video and it's doing all right, but mm -hmm. it's, it's not grown like some of the other ones. And honestly, I felt like we got some amazing access into KW and seeing things that people haven't seen before. So yeah, trying to um, just kind of understand what gets traction and moves. Yep. But for those of you that follow us on YouTube and maybe share with your friends and let them know, you know, there's some amazing videos that we've put out there for you um, oh, yeah. to check out. Let's get into the news, 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 news. Um, the Porsche crest. This did, is an did you read the article. Yeah, I did. I, I got to say as much as people say, you know, everything about Porsche. I go, no, I don't. Yeah. I love learning new stuff and kudos to the uh, Porsche archives for bringing this out. Cause I have never read about this. And I was really fascinated. And if you guys, uh, Google, uh, like the uh, alternate Porsche crest, um, I don't know. Did we put an e-brake anything in it? I don't think so. No, yeah. no. I think it just made me, when it might come out uh, after you did an e-brake. Um, so basically they wanted to change the crest because they said it was too busy and they were looking at the Mercedes star and the VW mm. simple mm. logo. So they were trying to use the letter P and make it in, that into the new crest, which Thank God. Yeah. They didn't. It's like, it, it reminded me of like uh, looking at the museum at those, um, possible designs for the 911. Right. Right. They were ugly as uh, anything. And you're thinking, Oh my God. Thank God cooler heads prevailed. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't choose any of these, uh, one of them looks like a superhero mask. It does, doesn't it? It yeah. looks like the, it looks like Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ro Robert, if you can go back, go back to what looks like a napkin right there. Stop right there. So here's something that we need to demystify. Yes. Uh, Frank Young and Dieter Landenberger have shared this story with us. So out there, um, is, uh, a belief that, uh, uh, that the, the Porsche Crest was designed at a bar, you know, on a nap. A restaurant and, with Max Hoffman yeah. and Ferry Porsche. Yeah. And people have actually created, actually, we well, have some of those. Porsche did. Yeah. Porsche made marketing. Remember they were giving yeah. out these napkins with the supposed, supposedly yeah. the drawing. But that's far from the truth. They, they did have a discussion about how a logo needed to be designed for the mark, but actually they held a contest. They had held a contest at Porsche and one of the designers is the one that actually created the Porsche badge. So hopefully that's a little bit of, um, you know, a uh, little, little tid, interesting tidbit that you might not have known. And before. I remember when we discovered what the antlers were, we didn't, yeah. Remember we were yeah, in front yeah. of the museum and they were doing starting a tour and we were waiting for somebody and we were just listening to the tour guide and the tour guide was talking about the crest and he brought up the, he goes, these are antlers because the family is, the family is a harder hunters. Mm -hmm. We looked at each other. We're like, holy my God. I never realized. <laughs> we thought were, those were eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what they were, but never occurred. I'm not a deer yeah, hunter. So yeah. it didn't occur to me be antlers, but yeah, that's, uh, that's very cool. But anyways, it's a cool story. And if you look it up, yeah, the dealers in the early 60s did not prevail. And uh, For what it's worth, I think out of those five alternative logos, the um, circle with the red background and the white P, the dark center, that's, I would agree with you. that's I think probably that's, the best out of those. Yeah, I would agree. But don't change it. But yeah, don't change <laughs> don't it. Change it. Don't change Remember it. Remember when uh, what Mazda <laughs> went to the, what was it, the toilet seat logo for like three years or something? Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? I Manny know. does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mazda, they changed it. Like wondering, what in the world did they... Uh... Oh. 
The one looked like an alien looking around inside of a door. Huh. <laughs> so when, before I left, I got news that uh, our friend uh, Kel, Kel Gruner <laughs> was uh, departing PCNA. Yep. And the question was, where was he going? And these I are still the, rumors, I believe. Yeah. I love the people that text me that said, what's the, what's the, what's the scoop? What's going on? I'm like, do you really think I'm that, that high of a level that Kel called yeah, me up? To he tell called me. me up and told me. Yeah, yeah, I told him, yeah, go ahead. You yeah. should be good. Don't, don't tell anybody else though. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's official that he is leaving for. Well, is it official or there was oh. rumors? Oh, is it still We've, a rumor? It's still a rumor. We've heard oh, rumors. Yeah. He's going to Rivian. We oh. heard it. We heard internally that, uh, it would be Rivian, um, and uh, that's uh, there's a not, now there's several articles out saying that uh, um, he's going to go probably go to Rivian. So we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. I'm sure at that level there's some time period before yeah. maybe they make an announcement. Hmm. But yeah. the Rivian's building a $5 billion plant in Atlanta. Oh. And, uh, they, well, the, just what the article said is that uh, because Kale had such a, um important role in expanding the dealer network for Porsche, mm-hmm. that may be one of the reasons why they want to bring him in to help uh, Rivian. Wow. So. Well, Porsche has done really well in the U.S. the past few years. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, he, has, he has an awesome resume, and so congratulations mm-hmm. if that is, in fact, uh, the case. Congratulations, really, to Rivian. <laughs> yeah, to right. Score, <laughs> to so- score someone like Kel and have that experience. And so yeah. now we wait now, to now see, we wait who, to see who, who will who's, take Who's going to be crowned king next? Uh, yeah. yeah. So <clears> I believe usually always Germans. In, in the interim, uh, another dear friend of ours is, is uh, running PCNA. It's two people, I think. Yeah. Uh, Theory. Theory and uh, uh, Joe Lawrence. Joe Lawrence. So, so two folks that uh, we also know very well, and I'm sure they'll do a good job keeping uh, – the, the ship going in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, I asked if they thought they would have a CEO by uh, Rensport, and they said it very highly unlikely. And this is mm. not the first time where we go into a Rensport where they didn't have a CEO in place, because I remember one of them was before um, uh, Klaus came on board. Klaus didn't go to Rensport, I don't think. The last Rensport actually is what, is that when we, no, it was Rensport 5 when we met uh, Andre. Right. Because he showed up to the... So uh, Andre was there, but Klaus wasn't on Klaus board was yet. at six. Or he wasn't, he wasn't not five. Yeah, I think that's the case. Who's before Klaus again? The, who's who's going to open at the keg then? <laughs> you and I. <laughs> you and I. Official I, duty. I told Kathy Lee, our uh, Porsche contact, I said, uh, well, for our little tent, we won't have a keg. We'll have a six pack we can open up at uh, 10 o'clock on Thursday when Rensport starts. So you did have this uh, the next news item. I didn't, couldn't click on it because it wasn't active and I didn't have time. It says paint a sample has gone too far. Is that has to do with the? Yeah, that's uh, I'm surprised. Is that it's about not the one active anymore? Um, yeah, Steve. So I thought it was like super cool. Oh, the paint. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, okay. Um, yeah. And then you said uh, when you're all in London, yeah, we, we're going to paint the office before the. Uh, Yep. Open house. And That's my goal. Sheer panic, uh, ensued. Like, <laughs> what in the world is these crazy? <laughs> oh, we're going to paint. Trust me. Uh, we're going to at least, we're going to choose a few of those colors and cause some of the walls here at the office need to be cleaned up anyway. So we'll pick some cool colors. So anyways, uh, you can, you can get, uh, this is the ultimate. You can get a PTS color in house paint. Yeah. And, interior. Uh, interior. Paint, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, Although the speed yellow exterior would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is interior. So my I, hopes, my hopes is, you know, I go for like bare premium plus. I think that's the one that they have now where it's like single code and it's super easy to go on. I hope the paint partner that they choose chose is also a very good paint company. Did yeah. I read? Cause I, I don't want to do like 10 coats. $75 a gallon or a liter or. I know it's a two different, uh, two different measurements somehow, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was not cheap. Uh, as long as it yeah. goes on well, I mean, we're just going to do accent walls. We're not going to be painting the whole office. So, yeah, something for me to do when we get back uh, from some of our travels. Get back here. from where? So I've you're I've, traveling like the next uh, six months. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I will figure it out. My wife says it all the time. You have too much planned, um, but I'll make it happen. Um, the next thing is uh, the 718 Cayman GT4 RS at the Nurburgring. Yep, six seconds dropped, only yeah. with aero, and I guess suspension too. Monti, Monti, Monti kit for the the, the RS. Can you say where this may be coming? Uh, so 
I can say that uh, at Goodwood, I met with the folks uh, at Monti, and they are interested in making sure they have a great relationship with PCA, and they they will try to take advantage of our presence at Rensport and share with our members um, what Monti is doing. And uh, this is not a guarantee, but I can only assume that the GT4RS with the Monti kit will probably have presence at Rensport, and hopefully um, we'll get some time with it. Not driving it, but at least I'll bring it over and show it off. I was going to say, did you mention your technical director <laughs> you know, doesn't we, have budget for a rental car and actually, can use one to drive how, back and forth? How <laughs> cool would that be to do, if not, maybe it deserves more than a one-mile review. <laughs> Let us see him light up. But that would be super cool because it's not available yet. That would be oh, – I would love to do something like find another car. RS and – how long, how quick, who gets back to Hampton Inn and Salinas? <laughs> or, 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 or DIY install Manti kit. You guys are yeah, un- yeah. unreasonable. <laughs> but that would unreasonable. be pretty cool if it came to the, uh, yeah. well, when came you're done there, I'll give a quick, um, Rensport update. Okay. Um, also, I got to see the car that was, um, I think it was released on Thursday while I was at Goodwood. And the car was at Goodwood, and that was the 357 Speedster concept. And it was in a glass box and thankfully protected from the elements. And I'm going to guess that that car, too, will make it to Rensport. Nice. Maybe that's the one that can't get wet. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would make probably sense. Probably is it. <laughs> All I remember hearing in our meetings was there's a car coming that can't get wet. Yeah. That I car, thought that, that was car, the Mission that car, X. But... That car definitely can't get wet. Oh, I guess like. Glossed over the fact that the Mission X was at uh, at uh, Goodwood as well, and they had they they built this box, and it had some Mission X um, branding, but not much. But you kind of cued in once again, cued at one end of the box, and you uh, they let in maybe two dozen people at a time, and you go in this box, and they had, did this awesome video, and you you can stand, you can. I mean, no one did. I know which box you're talking about. But you, you could touch the yeah. Mission X if you wanted to, but everyone, you know, was respectful. Yeah. And I did capture a yeah. picture and I for, forgot I didn't, I didn't give it to Robert, but I took a very close photo of the cheetah that's on the side of the, the oh, Mission yeah. X. And the car looks amazing. Who knows what part of it will ever make it into production. I wonder what the story is behind the cheetah. And then I think it's a unicorn on the 357 concept, speedster concept. So. From what I've heard, it's just the designers. It's a thing that they do. They like, just like they, to, they, they just like fun little fun thing, fun animals, and their little Easter egg. That's their Easter egg when they design a car and they chose the cheetah for that car. And that will be. It was announced that will be at uh, Rensport. Yep. <clears throat> Very cool. All right. Uh, how about speaking of Rensport? You want to give your Rensport update? So uh, if you have a Corral Pass, this is a uh, critical because uh, if you do have a Corral Pass. Then you can buy a prey lap ticket. Must um, have corral. <clears throat> if you don't have a corral pass and a Porsche, uh, you will not be able to get into the lot where we stage the cars to uh, go out for the prey lap. Uh, the good news is, um, it's early in the morning. That is also the bad news. That <laughs> means you have to it's get early to, in the morning. The good news is once you're done, you're the whole day in front of you. You don't have to come back at any time to stage for the prey lap and, uh, you're, the first one there, so you can start the day bright and early. The bad news is you got to be there like six thirty, six forty-five mm. uh, in the morning, and uh, they have a driver's briefing. Briefing, and that's mandatory. If you don't attend that, you don't get the wristband. Without the wristband, you don't go on the track. Uh, but right now, the tickets went on sale uh, Tuesday, and uh, they're almost halfway sold out. So I would imagine within a week or so, at least the preferable days, which right now is. Uh, um, as expected, Saturday. Actually, no. Friday is actually busier than Saturday. Oh, really? Right now, I, I, I think Friday and Saturday will sell out uh, very quickly, and Sunday and the last is Thursday because Thursday is always the least attended day of mm-hmm. Rensport. Are we still looking for? We have some room for volunteers. Yes, plenty of room for volunteers. Okay. You get a uh, you get the uh, event poster that they sell for. I don't know, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. You get that for free, and you get this uh, very cool T-shirt from Porsche. That's only available to volunteers. That's all, also free. Um, and the shifts are anywhere from three to four hours. Uh, and you do one shift or multiple, you still get the... Uh, I believe the message way. was, too, that uh, not only um, do we 
is volunteering still available, but we want more volunteers. Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, sign up and if you want to be a part of it. For both the parade laps as well as volunteer registration, that's on Motorsports Reg. Yep. And we're you're, and for the juniors, we're going to assemble a team of uh, teenagers to help out with the Concord on Saturday at judging. Oh, cool. So normally we have uh, youth judging, um, which varies, I think, any age, uh, 18 and under. Uh, because this is going to be a uh, fairly exclusive Concord and uh, a short amount of time that the Concord is open, we asked Porsche if we could assemble a team of uh, youth judges that were teenagers. And they loved the idea. So we'll probably get five or six uh, teenagers, and they'll be treated just like judges. And let's just look out for more information about that uh, as we announce it. And we'll uh, handpick some uh, young people and teach them about how to break somebody's heart and finding dirt. <laughs> and uh, speaking of registering, uh, we have, I believe, sold out the judged registration for Works Reunion Monterey, but we still have a few corral spots. So if you haven't secured your corral registration for Works Reunion Monterey, make sure you do that sooner than later. And more importantly, the grill badges went on sale yesterday. Oh, those will go, those will sell <laughs> mm-hmm. out. I don't know if they'll even be left by the time we hear uh, this. They are as of this podcast. We have uh, ninety six out of one hundred twenty five uh, oh, sold. Yeah. So, so get, hopefully, there's still a few available yeah. for you guys that are listening. Uh, we uh, the open house is coming up. Uh, the yeah. open house registration opens August second. I believe it's September 9th, The Saturday. Don't remember. Have to look it back uh, up again. Also, Motorsports Reg will. Uh, Definitely bring the tent out, some music, September 9th, tour, yep. tour the office, uh, hopefully have a few accent walls with some paint-to-sample colors. Be a fun time, and more importantly, we got some barbecue coming. Nice. Right? And they're repaving our uh, lot, I think, today. They are. They are. They are. And then uh, Treffin, September 20th through 24th, Gateway to the West. A few spaces are still available. So if you're looking for a four to five star luxury event, um, non-competitive, just you and your spouse heading out, enjoying good food, good roads, and you know good attractions, uh, sign up for for that sooner. It's Ritz Carlton, so you Ritz know it's going to be good. Oh yeah, you know it's going to be good. All right. Anything else going on that I need to make sure? Oh, going back to that one picture when I was at Goodwood. So the people that you run into, right? I ran into uh, Jay Ward as we were crossing mm. the bridge. Uh, he was there and they had like a Pixar uh, thing going on. And of course, I run into Lee Newton. Who's uh, British. Who's British. Yeah. And he actually went to, I believe, Dubai for a while with Porsche. He was actually there not, he's, he's not currently with Porsche, but he's got a project which I can't talk about right now, but he will share with us hopefully in November when he is in L- LA. And uh, so I think we're going to see Lee kind of back oh, in our awesome. scene. So, so remind me, um, uh, who is Lee? I, I don't so think Lee, I met him. Lee Newton, um, was, He's like what Philip is now, I would say. Yeah. So when, okay, so when Porsche, I started in two, design. when I when I started in two thousand five, and then went to my very first Porsche parade. When I sat down at you know dinner, he was one of the you know PAG uh, PCNA representatives, mm. um, and super. And we were all kind of yeah. young, and you know things were different back <clears> then. <throat> and we have some funny stories, background stories, and we brought that up when we saw him. <laughs> and it, you know he just he, he obviously commented, "It's amazing." how much the relationship has grown stronger Mm -hmm. since the first days that we met. And Paul actually came on at that same, around that same time too. So so that dinner helped. We had a past president that did not get along with Porsche as well as we hoped. Yeah. So we don't even, they met us. It was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was like, you know, build the relationship from there. And of course we have an amazing relationship with them. And so it's good to see him. And, uh, also, I walking around, you bump into someone like Chris Harris. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of cool. And interesting enough, he didn't have like an entourage around him. He was just walking around and you know said hello. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. So again, I want to thank uh, Nick, Simon, Lee, Ruth, and Paul Greger for an amazing uh, time at Goodwood. And again, if it's not on your bucket list, 
add to it, but make sure you plan for it because there are some you know details that you definitely want to know. And for those of you that might even be interested in attending Wimbledon, my wife has done some tremendous uh, research on that. And if you want to talk to her about making a Wimbledon experience out of it, I'm sure she'd be willing uh, to, to share how to do so. I, I can see this conversation tonight. There might be a lot of people contacting her. <laughs> no, she's so proud. She's so proud because she did it on the cheap and she got, she got better seats than Brad Pitt. Like oh, wow. she was sitting two rows behind the players and, um, uh, her friend Evelyn that was sitting next to her, uh, Djokovic hit this ball like to the side and actually Evelyn caught the ball. Is it like <laughs> baseball? You get to keep it? No. You got it. You have to give it back. Uh... I was like, what? You had to give the no, ball I don't know back. Where it went. <laughs> and, the, and the thing is, they stopped the play, yeah. and the the line judge or whomever comes over and stands in front of you and give me the ball back. Wow. Make sure it's not a deflated yeah. or anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah, I, was, I was like, and I was like, did you take a picture? So I was watching it. I was at home watching it on TV, and I saw the ball go across. And then I see a text that you know, uh, Loan goes, Evelyn caught the ball. I'm like, sweet. And then Harge is like, uh, you know, they have to give that back. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you have to give the ball back. It's it's the kind thing and I guess the right thing to do, and that's what they do. What does it cost? Like two bucks? I, I don't think it's about the cost of the ball. It's just those are the balls that are in play, and you use those uh, balls. I'll educate you, you a little bit because you, you don't watch baseball either. Uh-huh. Even though the Orioles are tied for first place right now. Oh, oh are congratulations. they? Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> As a long-suffering Orioles fan, we never thought we'd ever see the day okay, when okay. they weren't in less. And what makes it even sweeter is that the New York Yankees are last place. Oh, no. It's probably but time to become all an Orioles fan. Mail, all the hate mail that's going to But anyways, anyways, uh, no, the Yankees always win. They know I even read a comment where somebody said i'm a lifelong yankees fan but if the if anyone's going to beat the yankees and go all the way i wanted to be the orioles so <laughs> because they were terrible for the longest uh, time you know? yeah. anyways um in baseball the true fans when they catch a home run ball uh-huh. if it's the opposing team yeah they will throw it back oh now you have other ones that are like oh i'm not throwing yeah. this ball away regardless but right. that's the stadium will boo until yeah. the person throws oh. it but if it's if it's your own team, then you keep the ball. But if it's opposing, you throw the ball back. Now, what, of course, Loan planned for this. There is a particular spot by the 12th court that you can buy used Wimbledon <laughs> tennis balls. That's and why they had to give them back. No, right? I, I mean, I don't know. But now you queue in line. Used by who? You, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the thing is, so we're, so of course we queue in line to go get these used tennis balls and there's limited supply. So everybody's in line for it. And, uh, and there's no one outside Wimbledon selling ball, no. <laughs> cheaper than the inside no. like they would be here. No. Okay. One more factoid for you. So you know about Wimbledon, but I guess I didn't realize this, but did you realize Wimbledon is a town? I got to say, I did not know that. Yeah. I never, I never thought about it. Right. But that never occurred to me that it was so. It's, so it's the town of Wimbledon, and it's so cool to walk around and they embrace like the tennis ball is in their floral displays. The tennis ball is part of their 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 tagline. I think Porsche has a color called Wimbledon green. I think I think that's right. And I wonder yep. is that an official green or um, or is that was the green of the grass yeah. or? But yeah, it's a whole town, and they are absolutely proud of Wimbledon and. Very cool. But like I said before, even the locals, it's so hard to get into. Locals can only, some, some of them can only dream that maybe that they'll be there. Maybe that's time for you to go watch a Ravens game in person. You, you tell me what, you tell me <laughs> or, when it's a good or at idea. At least an Orioles game. So, so yeah. my siblings, they do all that. Like they do Orioles, they do Ravens. Funny, they never invite me because <laughs> I know they, they know, they know how hard it is to get those tickets and they know that I won't appreciate as much. So maybe that's why they don't. Yeah. But Manny, you let me know when we need to go to, uh, I've been to an Orioles game. Um, cause we got how J- long ago? A long time ago. Jason was like in fourth grade and he <laughs> won in the new stadium he, yet. He, or? Won, he won tickets. It wasn't the new stadium. He won tickets, uh, because of a homework assignment or something like that. So we did that. Um, I have not gone You probably to remember Ravens what game. you ate, but not who they played. Peanuts, sausage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of food in England, what do you think of food when you think of England? Gordon Ramsay. Fish and chips. Yeah. yeah right. And, chips, like and then that. if. And Shepherd a lot of Indian food, I would think. A lot of Indian yeah. food. I will tell you the food scene there is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be limited, Mm-mm. but the food scene is. I amazing. heard the McDonald's are even better than ours. Oh, the food oh, yeah. scene is good and everything is fresh and, um, 
the fish and chips, you know, yes, it was good, but it's kind of a basic dish. Um, the Indian food, we went to this place called Dastan or Dasan, which is down the street from our friends. Michelin rated. Oh, wow. Indian food. My God. Oh, the best Indian food I've ever had. So I apologize if I'm not, you know, we're not talking all Porsche stuff this, uh, this particular podcast, but hopefully it gives you some insight of whether or not you want to, uh, head to London, England and know that if you plan to go to Goodwood, you're going to have an amazing experience in addition to the car activity, but the culture, the food, everything. And, um, you know, Porsche Club, Great Britain. I'm sure if you reach out to them, they'll even kind of take you under their wing. So. With that, um, make sure if you haven't signed up for eBreak News, Performance News, Mark Fresh News, head over to PCA.org. We'll set you up so you can stay in the know of what's going on uh, in PCA. And hopefully, uh, Porsche Club Great Britain and friends will share this podcast and they can uh, stay in the know of what's going on here stateside. And we'll see some of them at Rensport. For now, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org and we'll set you up. If you are looking for a Porsche, we have the Porsche Test Drive Program. Again, PCA.org and we will set you up there. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page as well as a PCA Instagram page. You can get uh, um, behind-the-scenes photos, videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word, or Porsche Club uh, of America. If you want to send us a note, you can always uh, do so by go, uh, sending a note to podcast at PCA.org. But, of course, we love reading your comments on YouTube. Again, appreciate all the subscribe and the like buttons. Um, stay in touch with everything's all PCA. Until next time, stay safe, and we'll catch you down the road.